0: Hello, everyone, and welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek for Wednesday, March 18th. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, and it has been a while since we have talked. I'm sure uh, things are similar on your end uh, managing this coronavirus, so things have escalated quite quickly here uh, for all of us here at the New Orleans Saints. I'm sure on your end as well, but of course, we want to make sure that you are safe as uh, we endure on this coronavirus together obviously you have seen a lot of moves going on Uh, no sports going on unfortunately but a lot of moves uh, in NFL free agency we are not uh, allowed to talk about that as of right now because those moves have not been announced by the team, so they are not made official yet. Obviously, there are several circumstances at hand that are unprecedented and that everyone is dealing with, every team is dealing with. So um, for right now, we are not going to talk about that, but we do have in store for you best of the New Orleans Saints podcast. Of course, the black and blue report before uh, before we created the Saints podcast and the Pelicans podcast, was around for several years. You heard voices like Sean Kelly, John DeShazer, several uh, broadcasters were in charge of those podcasts. And of course, great, great, great interviews came through those podcasts and we want to share those interviews with you. So today we are going to start the Best of New Orleans Saints podcast as we try to deal and manage Uh, everything that's going on with the coronavirus so today we have Sean Kelly sitting down with CBS Sports Jim Nance as he was getting set to call the Saints versus Broncos game so you don't want to miss that interview of course you don't want to miss that voice between Sean Kelly and Jim Nance I mean that is that's a heck of an interview but speaking of voices we also have Frank Caliendo on the podcast he does many impressions Uh, I laughed within the first 30 seconds of that interview which I had not heard before. So you don't want to miss that interview as Sean Kelly sits with Frank Caliendo as he joins the Saints for a practice. All right, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into our interview with Jim Nance.
1: It is our great pleasure this morning to welcome in one of the best play-by-play announcers in the business. Uh, He is everywhere, notably, of course, at CBS. And you, uh, of course, enjoy him not only through golf, but basketball. And now this time of year, football and from the NFL on CBS We're uh, pleased to welcome in Jim Nance, who has New Orleans ties. Don't you, Jim Nance?
2: Yes, I do, Sean. Good morning. Hello, friends. It's uh, wonderful to be able to have a little visit with you today. I lived in Metairie as a young lad and uh, went to James Madison Elementary School there. Uh, I believe it's been renamed Helen Keller Elementary now and have just wonderful ties and friendships that remain all these years later in the Big Easy. So any time that I have a chance to get to New Orleans, it's a special time for me, and I'm excited about the game this Sunday.
1: Jim, your career has brought you to our city many times. Is there a particular visit that has stuck out for you in a homecoming here?
2: Well, I've, I've had a lot of Final Fours there, so that pops into mind uh, initially. Uh, You know, the one we had there in 2012, the one we had there in 1993. But I I think the Super Bowl in in the 2013 season uh, with Baltimore and San Francisco calling the Super Bowl in New Orleans was definitely one of the highlights of my career. Not because the game was, the game was suspenseful, came down to the, to the end. And of course we know that the lights went out there in the third quarter and all that, but, um, for me, it was it it really resonated because it I saw my life coming full circle. I was introduced to to, to football as a young boy living in New Orleans. Uh, my, my dad was a college football player at a small university back in North Carolina, Guilford College, and he loved the game. And we used to go to two football games. Bobby Duhon, uh, there's a name from the past. Uh, Back in, in, again, I'm talking in the 60s at Tulane Stadium, but we went to Saints games. And the first football game I ever attended just happened to be the day that the Saints gave birth to their franchise, in September of 1967, when the Saints played uh, host to the Rams and John Gilliam ran the opening kickoff back. I was there. I was sitting in an aisle. We had standing room only tickets, and my dad and I sat in the... In the uh, well, two rows from the top of the old two lane stadium, Sugar Bowl Stadium, and uh, you know, watch the Saints come to life. And, and there's a side of me, as uh, we've talked about off the air before in the past, there's things that you internalize when you're broadcasting a game rooting interest, fanaticism, that kind of thing. There's a side to me that always, always is going to feel a special tie to the New Orleans Saints because it's important part of my personal history of falling in love with the game and sharing it with my father.
1: And, and Jim, you've had the Saints before, but yet you'll be doing the game this weekend against the Broncos in this 50th season and to have you on the call as a a participant as a fan on day 1 is remarkable to me.
2: Well, it's a it's a special thing. I don't think we're going to bring it up on the air, but it's. Uh, I'll tell you how special it is to me, Sean. I've got my 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 dad passed away in 2008, and uh, my my mother is coming over from Houston with my sister and her husband, and they will be there in attendance at the game. My mom and my sister are still, you know, deeply devoted Saints fans. My mom has Saints gear, and I'm going to go way back way back to when my parents were young and again I was I was just a little boy my my sister was a couple of years older than me but uh, we were just a young family living in New Orleans and my mother got involved in some of those uh, maybe it would be called the Garden Club I, I'm not sure but you know come come Mardi Gras season uh, sh- you know they would go attend those those balls where you would wear the long train and you you know you these these trains were you know, you know you know how they get dressed up for these occasions and still do mm-hmm. these big new orleans balls and 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 my mother I, and I can't tell you the parade and I want to you know it's easy for me to say the Bacchus parade i don't think that was that was it but she she wore the saints florida league on her on her train and that for a while was on display in those showcases those shadow boxes at Ardo's restaurant so you know you're talking almost 50 years ago you know my mother was a young woman with small children and somehow she got chosen for whatever ball that was I'm sure I'll hear the story this weekend but she was uh she represented the New Orleans Saints so you can see why there are some ties there with the Nance family to this franchise
1: oh certainly the Saints, uh, Jim Nance with us here on the Black and Blue Report. The Saints are 4-4, four and four, Jim, as you know, and the Broncos coming off that loss at Oakland on Sunday night at 6-3. and three. When you look at this weekend's matchup, what, what are the first blush thoughts that you have? What intrigues you about these two teams meeting up?
2: Well, you, you definitely have uh, the Saints are on a roll, having won four out of five. I mean, it's what an amazing turnaround to think that if it didn't break their way, if they didn't make the plays at the end of that San Diego game when they are 0 3, you really wonder where they'd be right now. Uh, Denver is, uh, you know, started 4 and 0, and and now suddenly, you know, has lost three of its last five. So these teams are going at the moment in opposite directions. And and um, I, I do know this. Uh, my 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 teammate in the booth, Phil Sims, is as excited about this matchup as anything I've heard him talk about in a long, long time because he loves the tactical part of it. He loves the fact that you've got the innovative Saints and their offense, which comes up with interesting ways of making plays against a defense that, you know, you could still argue – even though they're losing games more regularly than they did a year ago uh, that is' still the base defense that won them a Super Bowl last year maybe the best defense in football so he's all excited about Saints offense matched up against denver defense and and look it's a it's a it's an important game uh, uh, they all are, but when you're four and four and you're in a division that's up for grabs like the Saints are, uh you know a win here would go a long way. Meanwhile, Denver finds itself you know, rubbing elbows and battling against the likes of the Raiders, just beat them, who just beat Denver, and Kansas City, which has got a tough game this weekend at Carolina. And it's a three-way battle there. So, uh, it, it's a, look, it's the best game of the week on the CBS lineup. I am thrilled that it landed in our lap. And all season long, as I was watching you know, games play out, I was hoping somehow uh, these teams would be at this point, with their seasons in, uh, having enough riding on them, for us to be assigned this game, and that's the case.
1: Most certainly. Hey, Jim. Saints fans are kind of wondering here if things go well in the second half of the season for New Orleans. Should Drew Brees be legitimately in the MVP conversation based on what he's done?
2: Well, he's definitely making a, a move on the uptick here. And yeah, I mean, it, it, who who stands out right now when you when you scan the you know the league right now? You've got. You've got guys like uh, Tom Brady's come back and just uh, you know on this revenge tour, and he's gonna he's gonna be there in the end for strong consideration. Then you got to go over and look at the Cowboys. Is it possible that a rookie Ezekiel Elliott would have any support or a Derek Carr at at Oakland? But if if the if the Saints keep on motoring, and yes, so they're in the postseason. I don't think there's any question that Drew is going to be in that discussion and have a chance at it.
1: Fair enough. One more question before I let you go, Jim, because I know our time is starting to run short. Uh, There is news this morning that the Final Four is returning to New Orleans in 2022. Uh, How does that news uh, strike you today, and and what is it about Final Fours in the city of New Orleans?
2: Well, I'm of the belief now, I've only broadcast 31 of them, Final Fours, (laughs) that is, and I love the event being in New Orleans. If they put it there every year, I would be happy. I've actually told the NCA committee before that if they had a three-city rotation, I think that would serve everybody's best interests, and that would be New Orleans, Indianapolis, and San Antonio. So about uh, three or four years ago, they assigned Final Four sites all the way through 2021, and New Orleans was not on that list. So I mean, I'm around the, the, the committee quite often. And I was, in fact, at their summer meetings in Utah. And, you know, I know they were already beginning to talk and and explore past 2021. I did hear whispers that New Orleans would certainly, you know, were due to go back to New Orleans was the word I heard. And I know the efforts that go into this, Doug Thornton and the people at the Superdome and what they've done. And, hey, look, you broke the news to me this morning, Sean. And you truly, you made my day. Um you know, I, I'm just thrilled to hear it. New Orleans deserves it. It's it's the greatest city in the world to host a big event, and, and uh, I just hope that, uh, you know, I, I have the chance to be able to stick around and 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 be there to call it uh, one more time in New Orleans in 2022. Uh, that would mean the world to me. So congratulations to to everybody down there involved in the process. that behind the scenes. The the work, the efforts, the presentations, the politicking that goes into it, Uh, the the layman wouldn't understand it, but it's immense what you have to do to go through just to put your presentation together, and you've got a great core group there in New Orleans, and uh, I I hope I run across some of the names I've already mentioned this weekend uh, in in New Orleans to be able to personally congratulate them because they deserve it, and uh, they represent our city in a beautiful fashion, so it's great news.
1: We'll be excited to have you in 2022, as we will on Sunday, Jim. It wouldn't be the Final Four without you, so we we need you to keep going at this thing, if you don't mind.
2: (laughs) Well, I got to tell you, you know, I'm I've done it a lot of years, and you start, you know, when you've done it 31 years, you start to I'm not ready to give it up by any means, but you start to treasure them even a little bit more because you don't know how many more you're going to have a chance to do. So when you tell me New Orleans in 2022, you've just reestablished. Reset my goals, you know, for for that. I really want to be there to call that one. Um, And in many ways, uh, that brings another one of those things we discussed earlier, Sean, about things coming full circle and some symmetry. You know, I I attended the Final Four for the first time in 1982 uh, in New Orleans. And and I was there as the host of the Guy Lewis show. I was in there with my five slamma jamma friends and teammates and brothers who i went to school with who remain my dear friends perhaps you saw the 30 for 30 special on Slam uh, slamma jamma which i'm so proud that are you know on the fringes as their announcer um so that there would be some really great symmetry there will be for me to be able to come back 40 years later to do the final four if that that's the case in 2022 so thank you for dropping that wonderful news on me today and i'm excited for more than anything i'm excited for new orleans
1: it was my pleasure and a pleasure to have you with us today of course jim nance phil sims sunday at the mercedes-benz superdome for the saints and the broncos what a coup to get you today jim i appreciate your time and and all the best to you we look forward to seeing you on sunday
2: sean thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule and all the great things that you're doing uh in our industry and making uh uh, time for me today is is greatly appreciated thank you so much and look forward to seeing a lot of folks down there in in new orleans this weekend
1: you're very gracious my friend jim all the best thank you thank you
0: and as promised, get ready to laugh. Here is Sean Kelly with Frank Caliendo.
1: Frank, first of all, welcome to New Orleans. Hey, great to be here.
3: You know, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to go John Gruden, maybe John Mann, or do a little bell. Kuyper Jr. Talking about the intensity that's going on here on the football field. I'll tell you what, man, he's going back and forth, and I'm not even sure what he's doing right now. I mean, that's the way it is. You know, you think... You're doing one thing, and then you go another way, and then boom. I mean, all of a sudden, he's just doing it again. He didn't say anything. He's not letting you talk
1: either, man. Let him ask the questions, man. Oh, it's good stuff. I'm curious as to how you watch practice today. What personality watch practice through your eyes? Two words, Rob Ryan. And uh, most of the other words I can't say after
3: watching. He's definitely, he's distinct. He, He talks around his teeth. His teeth are out there in front, and it's—we uh, got to play defense, guys. And he's moving those fingers, and that's the one part of his body that's moving the whole time. But it was really fun to watch him uh, have the guys doing some drills and stuff. It's—you know, you see somebody on television. I'd never seen him live before. You See somebody on television, you see him live, and it's—it's it's a thousand times better. Just awesome to watch.
1: You mentioned the language a little bit. Do you sometimes wish on network TV you could do some of your impressions that? At full color, shall we say? Uh, you know what? I think
3: it would be. I think it would be more fun to do a Rob Ryan uh, with the replacement words. What the fruit
1: is going on here? What is this? This tasty cakes? What is this all about, guys? I think you gave us a little peek behind the curtain when you were talking about examining the way his tongue works with his teeth. Yeah. Is that the study that goes into trying to nail these things?
3: A lot of it is in watching the mouth, eyes, and as I was
1: watching uh, Coach Payton.
3: And uh, very similar, some things that happen is that you know that look he gives. I know this isn't great for the uh, when you don't have visuals, but with that look he gives, where he's staring through somebody, mm-hmm. that when you did something wrong, you maybe you had one of 22 penalties the other day, and uh, just that look on his face. I was working on that. And I think I can I can pull that. Sometimes it's the face, like a, like a uh, the 30 for 30 thing. I did. I did Jim Harbaugh. I don't I don't even have a voice for him. I just did you know throwing stuff around in a kid's room. And uh, same thing with uh, Bill Belichick. It's just mumbling, you know, and, and that's... Sometimes you just have to have a little bit of a take and you can make something funny out of it.
1: That, that's got to be your masterpiece, the 30 for 30 piece.
3: I, I, it's probably the thing I'm the most proud of, of all time, especially in football. Uh, something that I, I never thought I would be... I, I didn't even know if I could pull it off, but it was pretty cool that it worked out that way.
1: Who's your favorite? Who, who gives you the most joy, I guess, getting into character? Whenever they're new... When
3: somebody's new, that's the most fun. Uh, you know, there's there's some that I'm working on right now. Um, you know, people really latched onto this Morgan Freeman thing since I did the uh, LeBron letter. Uh, As Morgan Freeman, here we go. We are going to be
1: at Saints training camp today.
3: You know. Uh, but when, for when they're new, for
1: me, they're the most fun, definitely. Think back, and I don't know how far you want to think back, who was the first? Who was the first one you perfected?
3: I would say Jay Leno was looking in the mirror, and I was like, hey, how would you like the natural teeth? Flavidorinos, eh? And I think that was it. The, the, then there were key ones that picked up, you know, the Madden, you know, saying things like that, talking like that, and the Bush, Charles Barkley. It was really, really crazy. When it's <laughs> in about everything that's going on in Saints game, it was 255 degrees today. That's crazy. Watching Jimmy Graham. Looked like a graham cracker knucklehead. It was heated up and ready to serve. What is
1: traveling with Jay Glazer
3: like? Well, you know what? I just saw him here. I didn't even know he was here. Really? I thought uh, you all came no, together. No, I uh-huh. just I just showed up. Uh, yeah, it just happened to be the same time. But Jay, you know, when I was at Fox working with him for years. It's unbelievable. He's all, hey, Jay, 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 you're not going to believe what, I just, what just happened to me. That's the way it always is. Uh, the most amazing thing in the entire world just happened to me. What happened? I tied my shoe. That's it? <laughs> he makes it sound good, though, so... Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's, he's incredible. Although the insiders are always great. Like at ESPN, there's Adam Schefter. According to my sources, at this particular time, it appears, Jimmy Graham is actually grown two inches during practice. What?
1: I've lost count how many voices you've thrown at us in one interview here. Give us give us a little insight of what's next at ESPN and what you're kind of getting ready for here as we all get ready for our first game. Uh, You know, uh,
3: the beginning of the year, there's we're gonna do a. It's not gonna be like the thirty for thirty, but we're gonna do multiple character stuff at the beginning. Uh, Plenty of. I found at ESPN, it's really doing the ESPN entities, uh, making uh, you know having fun with their people, the people at ESPN that really works. Whereas at Fox, it was more of like entertainment based. At ESPN, it's really get inside of the, you know, the, the football guys and stuff. Chris Berman, yeah, hey, we know what's going on here. Hey, hey, hey. okay, guys. Uh, so, uh, but it, it, I think it, working on a couple new ones, they're not quite ready yet, but hopefully during the year, uh, get them out there.
1: All right, Frank, one last one before I let you go here, just because we're in New Orleans. Mike Ditka, you've got to leave us with a little Ditka before we get out of I here. I got to be honest with you, the, the truth is, what you're doing, you're doing a Ditka, you never finish a sentence. You do, start moving on to the
3: next thing, not even ready for it yet. And it becomes Lou host if you understand sometimes that that's what football is all about. It becomes a little more cartoony, and it's Lou Host, and then get back to Ditka, and you just just it up.
1: <laughs> Thanks for coming by. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Those are two rock star interviews. We hope you enjoyed it. As we continue to try to keep you entertained and informed here at the New Orleans Saints, of course, be sure to tune into neworleanssaints.com and follow at Saints on social media as we try to keep you informed and entertained. Because we know that this is a uh, difficult time to be just sitting in your house. If you are sitting in your out in your house. Uh, you're working from home as I'm sitting in the garage trying to create a soundproof environment so that you don't hear babies and dogs and birds in the background of your New Orleans Saints podcast but we will do everything we can on our end as well as uh, keep you keeping you entertained on the Pelicans side so if you are also a Pelicans fan be sure to tune in to the Pelicans podcast with Daniel Salerson all right for Caroline Gonzalez thanks for joining me on today's show have a great day